friends. <laughs> uh, it's Jamie RK, the Jamie RK podcast, and we're back for another episode. This is um, a new milestone for us. This is episode 20. Most didn't think we'd make it this far. And here we are. I hope you guys are excited. Strap in and get ready for an awesome show. Uh, it's Saturday um, in the evening, or maybe it's nighttime. Yeah, let's go with uh, nighttime. It's getting pretty late. The sun's already down. Um, and you're probably wondering, Jamie, why are you recording so late? We know you like to do it in the a.m., uh, kind of get it out of the way so you can uh, go out and do random stuff. But don't want to go into it too much, but we had a special show uh, scheduled for you guys today. But unfortunately, our guest just went MIA. Um, I don't really like to like hound people too much when they're scheduled to be on the podcast, but I'll check in every now and then. Um, and I even pushed it back, uh, two hours to try to accommodate the guest. Um, but still, uh, they decided not to show up. Uh, it's, it's definitely a first for the podcast. So we'll have to see how we handle that going forward. But nonetheless, uh, your boy is here. I didn't come down to the studio to not record. So we're definitely going to make that happen. Uh, episode 20 very special looking back uh i I honestly didn't think we'd make it this far i didn't um i wasn't even sure like where i was gonna go uh, like direction wise with with the podcast i even remember uh starting out i was like sitting in my room uh in my old house uh this is uh before we got the new studio um, I, I remember sitting there like struggling, like, oh my God, like I barely hit 10 minutes. I was just so like new to this. I wasn't, uh, comfortable, uh, with t- like talking to myself, uh, into microphone with nobody around. It was something that I kind of had to grow into. And, um, this has been a good experience so far because I've learned, um, a lot about myself and the way that I, uh, talk. And this has been a good thing for me because I like to, I feel like I've improved the way that I talk and, um, the speed at which I talk. Cause before in the earlier episodes, I, uh, just wanted to get everything out as fast as I could. Um, but then I also struggled with like, uh, it's not long enough. Like nobody's going to want to listen to it. So I, I kind of try how to find a balance for all of that. And, um, we're only at episode 20, which is a, a big deal to me. Um, but I still feel like I'm learning, uh, and growing every time that I do this. So stoked that we hit 20 and hopefully we go on forever. We got to keep this going. We got to keep the train alive. Uh, the Jamie RK podcast is growing stronger every day. And then I just have all of you guys to thank. So keep listening, subscribe. Um, if you haven't already, uh, tell all your friends, just keep spreading the word. Um, tell them they can, uh, come here and listen to me ramble about things that happen throughout the week and it'll be a good time good time 
one thing I'm super like stoked for, um, it's the last day of June, but also that means we're currently 13 days away from sound and fury. And last time I checked on the website, they were 98% sold out. So if, uh, for some reason you haven't gotten your ticket, uh, go get it now before it sells out. Uh, you don't want to be that person that's uh, on Twitter uh, checking hashtags or scrambling to find a ticket. And all, honestly, that, like that was almost me. I was putting off getting a ticket uh, for so long, but then it just kind of worked out that um, my big old buddy, that sounded really weird, my good old buddy Joe Nunn uh, decided that he was going to sell his ticket so I decided uh, I would take that opportunity to help him out and take his ticket off of his hands, uh, which I was pretty stoked about because I just wanted to um, get that stress out of the way. So now I'm stoked that I have um, a Sound and Fury ticket. I'll be at the first and second day and I'll be at the Triple B after show. And I had a ticket to the Cold World after show but my buddy in Las Vegas, uh, shout out to Albert, he was looking for a ticket and I, I saw him uh, tweet about it and I shot him a text. I was like, yo, word on the street is you're looking for a ticket. And he was like, that's facts. Like, like, what's up? And I'm just, you know, trolling him. I asked him, I'm like, yo, like how much are you willing to spend? I was just trying to uh, frame it as if I was going to uh, sell him a ticket for a ton of money. And um, he kind of got that vibe because he never texted me back. So our other friend, um, Eddie, you know, uh, tried to help his friend out. Um, tweeted like, yo, somebody hook Albert up with a ticket. So I at replied Eddie. And I'm like, yo, I tried. And obviously either he told Albert or Albert saw the tweet and he hit me back. I'm like, yo, like how much are you trying to sell the ticket for? And I told him zero dollars and he thought I was messing around because the cold world after show sold out. So there's a ton of people right now uh, scrambling to find tickets because it's supposed to be like a super hype show. And he, he was like, yeah, like quit playing. And I was like, no, dude, like I'm serious. Like you really want to be at the show. I want to give the ticket to somebody who wants to be there. Um, I don't want to make any money off of it. You know, it's just, a. obviously he's my friend, but also in the bigger picture, it's a hardcore kid in need. And if I can help him out, like I'm totally down, I'm not in this to profit off people. Um, so I, I told him, I'm like, yo, tickets yours. Like, don't worry about it. Like we could link up a uh, day of the show or I'll just text you the ticket, like whatever's easier. And he was appreciative. So, um, shout outs to, uh, LVHC, Winch Mob, Folsom, Oversight, Evade the Swarm. You know what's going down. Um, also, all of the other bands I didn't name. Sorry. I actually like Las Vegas Hardcore. It's always been a, it's been an interesting scene, uh, but it's cool to see uh, more bands going out there right now. Um, shout outs to Black Path Booking, uh, Dustin, um, everybody out there working hard to keep the scene alive. Uh, you guys deserve a lot of credit, and I'm happy to see all all the bands stopping by and you guys getting more shows. So shout-outs to LVHC. Uh, good scene. If you've never been to a Las Vegas hardcore show, you should definitely go check it out. Um, it'll be a good time.
definitely recommend it. I've been to plenty of shows um, in Las Vegas. Shoutouts to Leather Decks, um, the Hammer House, which I was fortunate enough to go to. I've, I've only went there once, and um, I'm trying to remember who I saw there. It was Hoods. Um, Furious Styles was there. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lose None was there. Folsom played. Oh, wait, no, I take that back. Folsom didn't play, but Stu was there. Um, pretty crazy venue. I can't imagine um, like going there regularly for shows be- just because there was like um, people watering the dirt just so when people would mosh, it wouldn't get like kicked up and people get all dusty. Um, so it was definitely an interesting venue. It was just in some junkyard which sounds like pretty hardcore and it definitely was. Um, so that was fun. And man, there's this one venue that I went to. I can't remember the name. Uh, I'm sure somebody out there will know what I'm talking about. Um, but they had a lot of like more of the, the, the poppy shows. Um, I remember I went there, I saw away we go and fight fair shout outs to fight fair. They get another plug San Diego, um it was awesome fight fair is awesome yeah but i saw them in this crazy venue in vegas i can't remember the name of it um but if i remember it i'll put it in the show notes uh yeah so vegas uh cool scene definitely check it out um but going back to sound and fury i'm super excited uh to go uh so many good bands playing it's just a great tradition for the summer um, and something I always look forward to just because it's an awesome fest in California and so many people come out it always blows my mind. So like, sometimes I feel like I take it for granted, um, just because I have to drive, um, like maybe an hour, just depending on traffic from orange County to LA, but seeing people like tweeting about like, like having to take time off of work and booking flights, it's just crazy and cool that people from all over the world um, come out and support this awesome fest. Uh, we can go over uh, the lineup real fast. Um, I'll do it by the uh, day breakdown. So on Friday, um, Abuse of Power, Backtrack, Brace War, Citizen, Creatures, Dead Heat, Division of Mine, Drug Church, Eco Strike, Foreseen, Gouge Away, Initiate, Mill Spec, Oso Oso, Queen of Jeans, Rotting Out, Spine, and Teenage Wrist. So Friday is going to be really fun. Um, I'm especially excited to see Citizen because, you know, this is a, a hardcore fest, but it's cool to see. Um, bands like uh, Citizen on the bill um, that always gets me stoked. It makes me think about um, uh, Santa Fury. Was it 2010 when uh, Man Overboard played? Uh, I'm super into that. Uh, so super stoked to see Citizen. Um, definitely looking forward to Backtrack. Uh, I'm really into the new record. I'm hoping they play uh, Cold Blooded, uh, crossing my fingers. Um, or if you guys. Uh, want to tweet the band, um, add cold blooded to your set list. I'd appreciate that. Um, Eco Strike, uh, super stoked for them. I feel like that band is just something special. Um, makes me a little more proud to be a straight edge. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing them and singing them along. Uh, initiate, shout out to Kyle Cool. It's always cool seeing them live. Um, Mill Spec 
is going to be so wild because they just put out that new um, record and it's awesome. Great hardcore band and I'm looking forward to seeing them and um, appreciating them even more because I saw them when they came out um, to California with, wow, I'm drawing a blank who they came with, um, but they played the program and it was super sick. Um, and the return of rotting out, that's going to be such an insane set. I can't even imagine how wild kids are going to go. That band always puts on a good show. Um, and spine, that's, uh, the one band this year that I didn't know before the lineup got announced and I got into them, uh, definitely into the new record. Um, so shout out to spine. I'm really looking forward to their set. And we can break down Saturday, um, Bib, Candy, Ceremony, Cold World, Dare, Day by Day, Detain, Distort, Freedom, Fury, Ingrown, Negative Approach, Nosebleed, Red Death, Sabertooth Zombie, Spiritual Cramp, Trail of Lies, and War Hungry. Wow, that day, Saturday. <laughs> Um, there's only two days. Uh, Saturday is going to be fun as well. Um, so many good bands. It's crazy that all these amazing bands are coming together to play on the same day. Starting from the top, Candy, that band is so sick. They just came through and played the program, and that set was wild. So I can't imagine how much more crazy it's going to be when there's more space and more kids going off for that band. I'm super stoked for that. Um, super proud of my boys in Dare, um, local Orange County band. I'm super excited to see them. I'm added to the fest. Uh, a lot of kids are going to go nuts. Um, I'm excited for their new 7-inch coming out. Uh, it's going to be a good set. Day by day uh, is going to be amazing. Their new record, so sick. Uh, Distort, um, th those are the uh, definitely the homies. Uh, go read the interview I did with them last year. Um, shout out to Distort, uh, shout out Trent. Uh, the new record's going to be sick as well. Looking forward to that. Um, Fury, what can I say? They're on the poster. Um, they're going to go down as one of the greats um, forever. Uh, I'm so proud uh, to rep Orange County Hardcore, uh, Paramount. Their set is going to be so memorable. I'm going to... Like, I just don't know. Like, I obviously want to go sing along, lose my shit. But at the same time, I want to be able to stand back and take in um, what I um, assume is going to be amazing. And it's going to go down in history. So super stoked for Fury. Um, Red Death is going to be sick. And Trail of Lies is going to be amazing. Um, War came out. Um, go listen to War, go check out all their merch, try to pick something up before it sells out. Um, shout outs to Naysayer, shout outs to the homie Tom. I'm super stoked to see Tom. Tom's my boy from group chat. Um, we're definitely going to hit Disney at some point while he's in town. Uh, so make sure to check out Trail of Lies. And if you're going to the after show on Saturday, um, Let's hang out. Let's take some pictures. That's going to be Eco Strike, Candy, Foreseen, and Second Sight. That one currently is 91% sold out. So I'm assuming by the time the show rolls around, it'll be completely sold out. Um, so pick your shows and your time wisely. 
it's going to be a crazy weekend. It's going to be a great weekend downtown LA. Um, come down, hang out. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Hardcore is alive and well. Uh, shout outs to everybody at Santa Fury. Anybody that has to do with anything um, with the fest. I appreciate all the hard work that goes into it because I'm sure there's a lot of things that we don't see um, that goes on behind the scenes. So thankful for all your hard work and looking forward to um, the fest July 13th and 14th roll out, go buy a ticket. If it sells out before you can get a ticket, go on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and get a ticket, try to find somebody that's selling it, um, or just find a way in because it's going to be, um, definitely a great weekend and one that you don't want to miss out on, especially if you're into hardcore, if you're into hardcore, you're in the area, there's no reason for you not to be there. Uh, Santa Fury.com. Is that the website? Oh, excuse me. Santa Fury.la. So make sure to go, um, check that out. If you're trying to get a ticket before it sells out and that's all I'm going to talk about with Santa Fury. Did I say furry? Excuse me. Santa Fury. Okay. Let's get to everybody's favorite Disney talk. Diz talk. Um, I, I don't really know what I should call this segment. I don't even have a segment. So I just kind of ramble on, but finally made it to the Pixar pier, which I was super stoked about. Um, I remember it being a really hot day. Uh, I was not in pants. I, I was thinking about wearing pants because I know, uh, even though it's summer, it's super hot during the day, but then it cools off like super crazy at night. And I always, um, regret not having a sweater. Uh, so I figured maybe I could suffer through the day in pants. So by the time the evening rolls around, um, I won't be too cold, but the heat was just too unbearable. So I rolled up in shorts, uh, and it was cool. Like walking down, um, or walking over the bridge and seeing the Pixar pier sign, um, but knowing that the whole pier was actually open because it had been there before, um, but it still had all like the, the walls up and like the paintings of the characters. So um, it, it didn't feel special at the time, but walking up this time and knowing that I was going to be able to experience everything was a great feeling because it felt like it had been closed forever. So walking down the pier, uh, Lamplight Lounge, um, which I still haven't gotten to try, um, looked crazy busy and I wanted to buy everybody infinity fizz, but nobody wanted to wait in the three hour wait with me. So I told him, I'm like, I can't buy you infinity fizz if you don't want to get in. So we're going to save that for another time. I hooked everybody up with, um, some vouchers so we could get the infinity fizz some other time. Cause I did promise and uh i will keep that promise to all of you who came out and showed love but walking down the pier i saw just a big mess of people um for the incredicoaster and i was by myself it was a sunday yeah i was by myself and the wait time uh, said for standby 110 minutes 
And I was like, there's no way I'm going to stand this line in the sun for 110 minutes. Uh, luckily they had single rider open, which was awesome because I was like, I don't care. I'll ride with a stranger. I'm not going to wait 110 minutes to get on this ride. So I hopped in the single rider line and no joke from the beginning of a single rider to the time I sat down in the coaster was about 20 minutes. And I felt like I cheated the system because it just felt like a normal wait time, even though it was the second day of um, Pixar Pier being open and the like manhouse that was going on outside. Uh, definitely felt like I cheated by getting on so fast. It was definitely worth it. Um, it felt good to be on the coaster again. Um, it's very familiar if you've been on Screaming before. Uh, I don't know why. Like I, I stayed away from spoilers because I wanted to uh, experience it. Um, for the first time, uh, like organically, I, I didn't want to um, know what was like lying ahead. Um, but for some reason, I I don't know where I read it or some sort of rumor uh, that got sent to me um, that in the tunnels, the tops of the, of the tunnels on the inside, we're gonna have like video screens showing the characters. Um, but me wanting to stay away from spoilers, I didn't really do any research. So I had like this whole vision of like going through the tubes and like seeing these um, 4K um, HDR monitors playing like the characters doing crazy stuff. Um, but I was totally wrong. Like when you go um, in the tubes, um, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, skip this part. Um, but when you go in the tubes, uh, each tube is um, is like uh, for um, the characters. So there's like different little um, interactions going on with Jack Jack, with uh, Dash, uh, Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, and Violet. Um, so I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, but during the day, it looks good, but I feel like that part of the ride um, is meant to be seen at night because there's definitely some lights um, going on in some of them. So that's one thing that I need to do is go back at some point uh, well, not at some point. I'm little, I'm literally there every day, but I need to go back at night and time it right so I can experience it in that setting. And I feel like it'd be way better than what I experienced during the day. Um, but they do this little thing where um, it's towards the end of the ride. It's like the last, I'm pretty sure it's the last tunnel. Um, you're exiting and there's Mr. Incredible and then he has... Um, or trying to stop Jack Jack from getting the num num cookie and they hit you with a cookie scent. Um, uh, I feel like that came out wrong. They hit you with a, a cookie scent and you're like, oh, wow, that smells so good. And that's where they plant the seed because when you get off the ride, you go look at your photos directly to the right of you. There's the cart that's selling the num num cookies and I think it's brilliant. I love that they did that. Um, not only because um, they're obviously planting the seed to try to sell you on this cookie on the ride, but the actual product is good. It's not like um, some cheap gimmick, some whack ass cookie. It's like legit. I back it 100%. I've had it like four times already. Um, my favorite part about it is that, that they actually warm it up. So the cookie is actually um, warm, soft, and like super gooey, like the chocolate just, just melting 
And just that little touch of them warming it up for you is just amazing. It definitely makes that um, cookie what it is. Uh, and they offer two other uh, cookies that I haven't tried. Like I think one's like a shortbread and the other one I think is gluten-free. I can't remember, but I'll maybe try the shortbread one when I go back, but who knows? Um, so get off in credit coaster and I'm walking down the pier cause I want to go see, uh, all the other new stuff. And to my surprise, the, um, the carousel isn't open and there's like a sign on it that said it was slated to open in 2019, which is like so far away. And I'm just tr- trying to like wrap my head around on why they couldn't finish that carousel before the opening of the actual pier. Obviously there's like logistical stuff behind the scenes that, um, I don't know about. Um, but I'm still curious on why they couldn't finish it before it opened, but that's still closed. Um, and probably my new favorite thing, like didn't really care about the, the games, they're pretty much the same as they were before. Uh, they just all got reskinned. Uh, didn't really care about the fun wheel. It's the same thing. Uh, but there's this new snack stand called um, Poultry Palace. And it was pretty funny. Uh, when I was uh, there at Dis- Disneyland the other day, uh, Johnny asked me. He's like, um, he's like, hey dude, like, where's uh, Poultry Palace from? Like, which Pixar movie is it from? And I'm like immediately shouted out Toy Story, dude, like, come on. And he kind of questioned it. He's like, wait, is it really from Toy Story? And I kind of like took a step back and ha- I had to think about it. I'm like, wait, is it? I'm pr-. And then I, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's from Toy Story. So I had to bust out my phone and Google um, where is Poultry Pals from. And I was right. It's from Toy Story, um, but it's like from like a Toy Story short. Um, which I I haven't seen. Uh, sorry, don't don't be mad at me. Um, but I haven't seen that short. But somehow I knew Poultry Palace was from Toy Story. Um, and when I mentioned that to Johnny, he's like, okay, like it kind of clicked with him. He's like, yeah. He's like, actually, that's right, because he's seen that short. So um, once I mentioned that it was from Toy Story, um, the, from the short from Toy Story, uh, it clicked with him, and he totally remembered. And he kind of explained to me uh, the story of it. So at some point, I'll I'll check it out. Um, but taking a break from, uh, toy story. And since we're on the topic of Johnny, um, he, he schooled me the other day and he won't let me live it down. So he asked me, uh, if I knew the name of Aladdin's dad, cause Aladdin's like my favorite movie, my favorite Disney movie. And I was drawing a blank and he started laughing. So he's like, dude, it's, uh, it's Kasim. And I was just like, Oh, I was like, oh, crap, like, I, I totally forgot. And then he's like, wait, have you seen the third Aladdin? And I hadn't, I hadn't seen it in, like, a million years. And it's not, like, like a staple. It's not, like, a staple Disney movie. Um, so he was making fun of me because I literally couldn't remember the plot, um, who was in it. Uh, so for, like, the past month, I've been telling him, I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to have uh, – Aladdin movie marathon where I watch um, all three just to refresh and uh, be able to talk about it with him. And I finally did that today, except for I didn't do the marathon. I just watched um, the third Aladdin, which was honestly way better than I could remember because 
Um, you, you think about the first Aladdin came out in 1992, um, and the third one came out in 1996. That's like pretty fast for um, for a trilogy to come out. But the last two, uh, they didn't have like a major or a major motion picture release. It was uh, straight to Blu-ray, um, and normally that's like kind of like not a good sign she's like okay if it's straight to blu-ray uh this movie might be kind of cheap might not be able to hold up to its original um but no joke the third one is so good i think the third one might be better than the second aladdin just because um the story is great but on top of that they have like all new original songs and you, you think about um how like iconic the songs in the first movie was and then these new songs in the third film i feel like are way underrated and i i just think people forget that there are like good original songs in the third film and normally i don't uh or i'm not good with like actors names or the people who do the voice of the characters um as i discussed in the previous episodes uh, but I was curious. I was like, man, I wonder if everybody that does the voices for the characters in part three are the same from part one. And sure enough, everybody, uh, everybody came back. Everybody was down for the cause. Um, they're ride or die for their gang. And I was so happy to go back and read that uh, they were the same people. Uh, made me feel special because it kind of showed me. Uh, that the people who did it actually cared about their role and wanted to see it out through the end. And I'm not going to lie, like I like you guys know, like I've said it before, like I just said it, I'm bad with um, these people's names. So when I was on Wikipedia earlier, I'm looking it up, I didn't realize that um, the voice of Aladdin is uh, Steve from Full House. And like. Steve, uh, DJ's boyfriend, I loved his character in the show. Um, he was just kind of like a nice uh, guy. He was like a uh, ditzy jock. Um, if, you, if That's like my best way to describe him. Um, but the episode of them going to Walt Disney World and him uh, being in the Indiana Jones live action um, sequence, uh, that always made me a fan of him. But at that point, I didn't know that he was uh, the voice of Aladdin. So if I knew that when I was younger, growing up, I think I would have liked him more in Full House. I think I would like him as much as I do now, back then. So shout-outs to Steve for holding it down for Aladdin. Um, and <laughs> after I finished the movie, I shot Johnny a text. I said, Aladdin is the best trilogy ever. Um, and he actually just asked me back, but, um, I'll get back to him after the podcast is done. And I just felt like telling a bunch of people that today. So I, I normally don't do this, but I went on Facebook and just on random people's uh, statuses or updates. Um, I, I just went and commented <laughs> Aladdin is the best trilogy and it literally had nothing to do with what they were talking about in their post. I just went in there and just decided to drop some knowledge. Uh, gotta let these people be reminded that Aladdin 
is uh, probably the greatest uh, Disney um, animated movie ever. You can't argue um, against that. Uh, but if you want to, um, just hit me up at jmrk.com. We can get a little thread going, trying to figure out um, who is the best. Um, but I'm also scared uh, to see this uh, Aladdin live action remake. Even though I've been um, banging the drum that I actually like the live action remakes, uh, the weakest one is, um, in my opinion, still Cinderella. Um, but my favorite one right now might be Beauty and the Beast, just because um, I just love the singing in it, and I think they just pulled it off really well. Uh, but as soon as Aladdin comes out, that, that'll be my favorite, no, no matter what, because uh, I, I got to stand by my, my team. I can't switch sides on them. So shout-outs to Aladdin. Um, pretty sure we're still getting that uh, Genie prequel with Will Smith, Big Willie style, which is going to be awesome. I'm not skeptical at all. I love Will Smith. Uh, go check out his YouTube channel. I think he's going to do a great job as uh, Genie, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. And since we're oh, – I, I can't stop talking about Disney. I uh, and It's not even something I plan. Um, it's just – so many things and it's so involved in my life but uh while i was at disneyland the other day um johnny gave me this frozen pin that some guests left behind and i'm pretty sure it's just like a common elsa pin but that one pin kind of pushed me in the direction of starting my new lanyard finally because i've been on the fence because i have a full lanyard right now it's a it's all aladdin um, one side is just all um, Aladdin and Jasmine on the carpet. So just different renditions of them on the carpet. And then on the left side, uh, it was completely just all Jasmine. Um, but uh, I traded one pin away to some little girl. So I had to replace it. So I have a, a one pin. It's, it's Aladdin and Jasmine um, right before they go on uh, her magic carpet ride. Um, so I'm pretty stoked on my lanyard. I, I love my pins. Um, I always get compliments on them, uh, just cause they're all like super, just like limited. They're all old, um, vintage. So people come up and show respect. Um, but I'm sick of them because I see them every time I go to Disney. So I feel like uh, I'm like, okay, it's time for something new. And, um, I've been, you know, on the blogs, on eBay, just kind of um, browsing on what collection I want to start next. Um, and I was down to either doing another Aladdin one, but basing it off of um, the other characters like Raja, Abu, uh, the Sultan, Jafar, Carpet, um, Kasim, just uh, all the other characters other than the main ones. Um, so it was either that or I was going to dive in and do a Frozen one uh, because I love Frozen. Uh, I remember watching it for the first time and just kind of being blown away that um, the movie lived up to the hype. I think it maybe even surpassed it just uh, based off like the quality of the film. And me going to the Hyperion Theater and watching it live a couple times a week, um, I figured, I was like, okay, maybe I could scratch this itch and kind of dive into my Frozen obsession. Um, so it was down to those two. 
and the fact that Johnny gave me that um, Elsa pin, I have nowhere, nowhere else to put it but on a new lanyard. So that's getting started. I have that, uh, that Elsa um, in my fanny pack. But I, I got to put her on a blank lanyard. I have it in the backseat of my car. Um, but right now, en route to my house, I have an on a pin straight from Paris. Because um, that's going to balance out the lanyard. And then the big centerpiece, I have um, one of the um, frozen uh, El Capitan uh, pins coming in, just like my Aladdin one. Like I have the El Capitan Aladdin pin at the bottom center of my uh, only lanyard. And the frozen one that I got, it has um, Anna and Elsa and Olaf. So my plan for the lanyard is obviously El Capitan at the bottom center, and then one side's going to be Anna, the other side's going to be Elsa. So it's shaping up to be pretty cool. Um, I'm looking at all the upcoming like, pins coming out. Uh, obviously, right now is a weird time to dive into Frozen because not a lot of new, like not a lot of newer stuffs coming in because we're in summer right now, and uh, just haven't seen a lot of hype for it in the parks. So I'm looking at foreign stuff like Japan. Definitely probably has my favorite selection of Frozen pins. Um, definitely got some uh, some pins I'm gonna pick up from Japan. Obviously, I bought that one from Paris, the Anna one that's coming in. Uh, she's like holding like a parasol, which looks kind of cool. Uh, honestly, I don't even know um, where it's from, like in reference to the movie, because I've seen the movie a million times. Even the dress she's wearing um, on the pin and the parasol she's holding uh, just isn't familiar to me. So I'll have to do some research and figure out um, what that's in reference to. But like, I'm definitely looking forward to finally having a new lanyard. Gonna have some new pins. Um, hopefully, attract some new friends. So I've definitely met um, some cool people in the parks because they'll come and they'll, they want to look at my pins, or I'll go up to them and uh, check out their pins. Uh, like I met this guy in the park the other day. I totally forget his name. It's the second time that I've met him. He's friends with Henry, uh, but he's really into Tangled. He even like made his own. Um, Mickey tangled ears and then he had like a like a double wide uh, lanyard full of these crazy tangled pins that I'd never seen before because I'm not like um, I'm not like master level pin trader so I'm always interested in walking up to people and checking out their like exotic pins um, the only thing I, d I don't like doing is like when I'm like walking through the park and I see those people like sitting at the benches and they have like their fat ass binders full of pins um, like the only reason why I don't like going up to them and talking to them is because, uh, their stuff's only for trade because they're in the parks. Um, if it was a possibility to, you know, go look at their book and be able to pick up stuff like through like us dollars or my Bitcoin, I'd be more than willing to, but since I can't, it's just kind of pointless for me to go up. So I don't really trade. I, I just kind of collect um, what I like and, um, keep that sacred uh, to me. Uh, so that's why I just don't like seeing those people in the park. Um, but jumping back. Okay. So jumping back from Disneyland to um, Pixar Pier, uh, Poultry Palace, um, the snack food is legit. 
the only um so they sell um your traditional turkey leg which is whack i don't want your smoked turkey give me a deep fried turkey leg i'll buy those things all day i don't want your smoked shit and then they also sell corn on the cob which um, always looks good um but also looks really messy so i never get corn on the cob but they sell this new snack box and it comes with uh, three drumsticks and a side of coleslaw. And I'm not going to lie. I fuck with coleslaw heavy. Um, I, li- I like it saucy. But the coleslaw, like, I don't know if I got a bad batch or if this is how it normally is. Uh, the coleslaw they gave me was, like, super dry. And I didn't like it. So um, I ate it out of respect for my first time being at the Poultry Palace. But if I go back and that shit's still dry, I'm just going to toss it. Um, but going on to the chicken, they give you these like three um, nice size drumsticks. They're like um, they're like reasonable size drumsticks. They're not those crazy um, uh, chickens that were pumped full of drugs and steroids uh, to give you those crazy like fat drumsticks. These are like they look like normal drumsticks. And. I'm pretty sure um, they bake them and then they hit them with this really nice dry rub and it just has this nice like zesty flavor and I ate those things up so fast Um, and I I didn't get full because it's just a snack. It's not supposed to be a full entree, but it um, just hit me right. Like I was super stoked. Um, on my snack, I wasn't overstuffed. I still had room for dinner. Um, but you know, uh, going through the pier, you know, got a little fatigued. Um, but those, uh, but that chicken box kind of, um, hit the spot, brought me back up, uh, to par. Um, so definitely recommend that it's nine 99 for the chicken box. I think that's a totally fair price for the food that you get. So definitely go check that out when you go to the Pixar pier. Um, but that's about it for the pier, uh, midway mania, not too much changed. Um, but they do what, what I like since it's like, you know, like a newer thing there's a lot of hype going on right now. Um, they bring out a lot of characters to um, come out and take pictures with. Uh, so definitely like that. I hope they keep that trend going for a while. Uh, but one of the picture, um, spots is right in front of the um, ins- the inside out ride that I talked about last week. So they're going to lose that space once the ride opens, or maybe they'll incorporate the that spot into the queue since they know that it's a hot spot for um, guests walking by and wanting to see their favorite characters. Who knows what they could do? There's always a million options. There's, there's always ways that can be innovative, just things we haven't even thought of yet. So, so far, um, give the Pixar Pier, uh, probably give it out like a eight out of 10, definitely into it. What I do like is that um, since the Incredicoaster is back open, it kind of levels the playing field in DCA. So now there's three big rides instead of two because now we have radiator springs um mission breakout and now we have the Incredicoaster. so that spreads out the guests uh a little more evenly so that um the other two rides 
aren't selling out of fast passes as fast. Um, those areas aren't as congested. Um, so the pure opening back up, definitely a good thing all around. Uh, definitely into that. But the next big thing to open is going to be Star Wars Land. And I don't know if I'm ready for that, the chaos that it's going to bring. Because you better believe I'm going to be there um, opening day. But obviously I'll get into preview night because um, we got a we got a lot of friends on the inside. So shout outs to all you guys um, working behind the scenes. You know who you are. But we'll definitely be there opening day. And it's just going to be a madhouse. Like the like just the sheer size of Star Wars land um, and just how insane the Star Wars community is and how hard these people are going to shell out for the land. It's going to be wild. It's going to be so crazy. Um, but I'm just like mixed because obviously it's going to be like a historical moment, but at the same time, it's going to be the biggest shit show we've ever seen. So definitely looking forward to that next summer. Um, let's cancel grad night season. Um, let's just make it star Wars season all summer. It's going to be super legit. I can't wait. It's going to be so crazy. I just want to ride that millennium Falcon ride. I want to meet uh Jin. Hopefully there's uh there, there has to be a Jin. Uh Jin Urso or maybe um Kira. I don't know. Maybe they won't show love to Kira since uh Solo tanked. Which is crazy because the the first movie ever or the first Star Wars movie ever, excuse me, the first Star Wars movie ever to not profit which blows my mind because you think Star Wars is a just a gold mine, um, really hard to fail, but somehow uh, Solo managed to do that. It was so bad. Maybe that triggered why they decided to not do these uh, Star Wars stories um, for a while. Uh, but I still hope they go through with the um, Boba Fett movie that they announced because if they don't, they'll be the worst tease ever. And I would low key throw some shade uh, towards the Star Wars, but not really, because it's always awesome. Um, speaking of Star Wars, uh, the title for the next Avengers, right? Weird transition that literally has nothing to do with each other, but just go with it. Avengers um, Endgame. Uh, that's um, allegedly the new title for the next Avengers film, um, which honestly sounds okay. Everybody's like, oh yeah, that's what, you know, that's like in reference to Doctor Strange um, saying that they're in the end game now. Um, but honestly, don't think that's going to be the name. Uh, Russo Brothers came out and said that, uh, well, they got asked, that they were asked if, the title of the next Avengers film was spoken in um, Infinity War since uh, the since Endgame was said by Doctor Strange. That's the way they phrased the question. But the Russo brothers came out and said, "No, the title of, of the next film has not been spoken." So, um, I, I guess that's good. So either they're shooting down that rumor by coming out and saying that that's not the name, or maybe it is the name, and they're just trying to deflect and hope we forget by the time that it comes out then they can just be like surprise um it actually is end game we just didn't want to tell you way back when 
Um, but to be honest, I I don't think um, Endgame is a good name. I think the word um, Infinity should still be in the title. Um, you know, somebody suggested Infinity Gauntlet, um, just like the story. Uh, I'd be down with that. Um, they just did Infinity War. But since it's like part two of that film, having Infinity in the title uh, just seems to make sense to me. Because uh, if they go with something completely different, could just throw it off. I feel, I feel like uh, th- they're obviously creative enough to pick something good. So I'm my vote is to have the word infinity in the title at least. Um, but if not, whatever, figure it out. Just don't let us down. Uh, this week has been. Um, a really good week for music. Uh, if you're a fan of hardcore, if you're a fan of rap, if you're a fan of uh, pop music, it's definitely been a good week. I really want to talk about uh, Drake's record, Scorpion. Um, and this record is uh, really good. Uh, took me um, like a, a couple listens to actually be super into it. Uh, the night that it came out, um, I drove out to a forest. Uh, I, I just wanted to be alone, um, just in solitude and just vibe out to this record. I, I wanted to um, just listen to it and read the lyrics and just try to understand it um, and like and actually get it, you know, because there's going to be because I felt like with this record, Drake was going to go. Um, really deep and actually uh, talk about like way more personal stuff than he normally does. Um, so I, I did that and um, nonstop that song goes so hard, uh, super into that track. Um, obviously uh, is there more? was that shots at Kanye? Um, nobody really knows. Um, what else? What else do we got? Uh, Mob Ties Mob Ties was a good track um, Talk It Up is kind of controversial uh, not really down with uh, Jay-Z speaking on X the way that he did uh, I don't know when he recorded it um, or uh, well obviously it had to been recent because he mentions the passing of X uh, but I didn't think that was cool Uh but uh, Drake in this record, you know, finally admits to having a kid. So surprise, uh, everything that Pusha T said was correct. Um, but there's this guy um, who will not be named. Uh, he's in my group chat and he was going off on Twitter, going off in the group chat um, saying like, um, fuck Drake. He hit his kid um he's a piece of shit blah 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 but i i had to you know check him i'm like dude i'm like first of all drake didn't hide his kid uh because push the t came out with the diss track knowing about the kid so obviously people knew that drake had a kid um you're just big mad because you didn't know that he had a kid and i'm like you're not drake's friend you don't know drake on a personal level so there's no reason why you should know that he has a kid 
So for you to be mad that you didn't know his personal information is dumb. It's like the, the stupidest thing ever. Um, because like, what did you expect? Did you want um, Drake to text you and be like, yo, um, I don't know you. I don't know anything about your life. You know me as this famous rapper, but I just wanted to tell you that I had a kid. No, it's like, fuck off. That's like this, like one of the stupidest reasons to um, talk shit about Drake. The fact that you didn't know he had a kid. That's so stupid. Um, maybe if the kid came out and was like, yeah, like uh, Drake's a deadbeat dad, blah, blah, blah. But the reports have come out that Drake has supported that kid since it's been born. He supported the mom, even though he's not with her. So it's like everybody that's like big mad about Drake not publicly telling everybody um, that he had a kid is just wrong. And um, and people want to come out and act all like uppity that people like Drake. They're like, oh, where were you two weeks ago when uh, he got dissed by Pusha T? Um, and like low key throwing shade at me. And I'm like, yo check yourself go check the timeline i posted about um i'm upset when it came out i was still vibing out to drake um pusha t and drake can beef i can be a fan of both of them they're rap artists uh they're not my friends so i don't have to pick a side i can like both so um everybody that's mad that we're bumping drake that we're instagram storing about drake um it's just so stupid uh, but w one of my favorite parts um, about this record is uh, the editor notes that Drake left um, on um, Apple Music. That's where I saw him. Uh, I'm going to grab my phone so I can read them off to you because it's um, so brilliant. Just give me one second. Okay, because I, I dropped my phone on the floor. Um, so I'm pulling it up right now. So Drake, uh, he left in the, the editor notes um, this message. Uh, it says, um, I hate when Drake raps. Drake sings too much. Drake is a pop artist. Drake doesn't even write his own songs. Drake took an L. Drake didn't start from the bottom. Drake is finished. I like Drake's older stuff. Drake makes music for girls. Drake thinks uh, he's Jamaican. Drake is an actor. Drake changed. Anybody else greater than Drake dot dot dot. Yeah, we know so good it, it reminds me of um it reminds me of that uh last um battle rap scene in um eight mile where b rabbit's just going in um he's just going on about how he lives in a trailer park with his mom yeah b did fuck his girl but he's still standing there screaming fuck the free world um but then he tells him he's like oh he's like why don't you tell these people something they don't know about me and then um falcon was just uh stunned he didn't know what to say because um b rabbit basically used his material on himself uh so he just had nothing else to say so um those um notes uh remind me of that because all the things that drake wrote about himself that's literally what everybody's been saying about him for like the past couple of years and and it's true like yeah 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 we know like what's new like like cut the bullshit like people who come out and just want to bash drake because he put out a amazing record um it's just annoying like don't you have something better to do with your life than come out and just spew this hate that just doesn't do anything for yourself doesn't do anything for your community 
Um, you're just, uh, to me, just a piece of shit. Because if you're going to come out and bash somebody for doing what they love, um, uh, and he's not hurting anybody um, by putting out Scorpion. You know, he's just out there doing his rap thing. Him putting out that record doesn't hurt you in any way. So for you to come out and just, um, also 90%, 99% of the people that are coming out and talking shit about drink are irrelevant. So it doesn't matter anyways, but, um, just seeing it on my timeline, it just makes me laugh and just feel bad for these people. Cause I read seriously some of like the craziest shit on Twitter and I'm like secondhand embarrassed for these people that I don't even know, but they're coming out of here with these crazy opinions. Um, not even just about Drake, just about other shit too. But, um, we're talking about Drake right now, but they're coming out here, um, like talking shit about Drake, but it just has no merit. Like he's a great rapper. Um, you guys want to throw shade because he had some reference tracks leak. So what you guys love Jay-Z Beyonce. They had just had reference tracks leak, uh, I'm sure your favorite artists that you probably don't even know, um, aren't even as authentic as you think they are, but you want to target Drake just because he's the biggest rapper in the game right now. Um, so you guys want to show, show up and just throw all this, uh, shade and hate towards his way because it's easy. Um, I don't really fuck with that. Like, obviously like there's bands, um, rappers, singers that I don't like. But that's just me. I'm not a fan of their music. Um, me going out and saying, fuck them, this shit sucks, um, doesn't serve me, doesn't do anything good for me. Um, I, uh, I've said in my group chat that um, Scorpion doesn't excite me. But at that point, I'd been through maybe two or three playthroughs. But there's so many tracks on this record that it's going to take time for me to be able to grow and understand these tracks for what they are. Cause I'm not going to get it the first time around. Cause there's just so much to soak in and understand. So I'm on like, you know, playthrough number 20 and I'm loving this record way more than I did when I was sitting in that forest alone, um, trying to understand what these songs meant. Um, so Scorpion came out. <laughs> that was a big rant. Um, I'm not even the biggest Drake fan. I just appreciate him um, and his craft. Uh, I've never even seen Drake live. So, um, yeah, I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but I appreciate what he does. Love his music. And I just think he's he's good. So everybody that's hating can buzz off. Um, go hate on somebody else. Unfollow me. Block me so I don't have to see your shit. But also, um, since we're still talking about music, Millspec put out uh, the Changes EP. Uh, you should definitely go check that out. It's a four-track EP. Um, it was put out by Locking Out. Um, highly recommend it. If you like hardcore, you'll love this record. Like, There's literally no reason why you shouldn't love this record. So shout-outs to Millspec. Uh, definitely love what they're doing. Um what I love that I'm seeing right now is a lot of people showing love for this a band from Long Island called The Fight. They just put out a, a full length called The Master's Calling. Uh, really stoked to see a lot of people um, into that band because 
my buddy uh, Keith Freeman, shout out to Keith. Um, he introduced me to the fight, and I love that band a lot. Um, I have one shirt of theirs. Uh, I always feel weird wearing it out in public because uh, it's an image. Um, well, it's like a couple different images like put together. Uh, it's like Donald Trump, and then there's like uh, KKK members and like protesters. Um, in small letters, it says the fight. Then at the bottom, it says, uh, fuck the alt-right. But when I wear it out, people don't see the text. They just see me wearing a shirt with Donald Trump not uh, or KKK members and um, protesters. And I can like see when people stare at me, they're like, trying to figure out, like, huh, why is this uh, uh, colored guy wearing a shirt with Donald Trump and KKK members? Um, but then I have to kind of point out that it says, fuck the alt-right. I'm not uh, supporting Donald Trump, uh, so that's why I'm a little hesitant to wearing that out because people tend to think that I'm a Trump supporter when I wear that. Um, but yeah, check out the fight from Long Island. Um, I will link um, all the bands that I talk about in the show notes because I just want to spread um, as much awareness as I can about these bands that I'm into that... Um, my fans or whoever listens to this might not know about um, because that's the best way to uh, um, get these bands known is just talking about them and telling your friends and hope that uh, your friends will tell their friends and it's this ongoing thing and then eventually everybody in the world will know about the fight in mill spec Um, and shout outs to um, the dividing line just put out a new song Maniac just put out their new record. Uh, so many good bands in hardcore. Uh, it's it's great. Like I've been in hardcore uh, since 2002. Um, so I'm going on uh, 16 years, which is crazy. Um, and people will, will try to tell me, um, oh, I, I can't believe um, you're still into that. You, you still go to shows. And like they're weirded out by it. And I just kind of like laugh it off because um, when I look at them, I'm like, yeah, I'm still into hardcore. I still go to shows because um, back when we were young or when we were kids and we were into it, that shit really meant something to me. It wasn't just a joke. It wasn't a a cool trend. It wasn't um, just something that I would do because my friends were doing it. No, when I got into hardcore, this is something that I fell in love with and I will always be into it this isn't something that i can just grow out of like it's a part of my life and it has been for the past 16 years and it will be until the day i die till in my grave i lay uh donnie brooke uh but yeah hardcore is awesome uh so um when people tell you that oh hardcore is boring or there's just no new good bands um those people are jaded um or they're just uh not informed because uh, since I've been around, there's never been a dull moment in hardcore. Because if I look back at these 16 years, there's always been good hardcore. The thing is, um, for the people who say that um, hardcore is dying or hardcore is boring or my scene sucks, um, those people just aren't looking hard enough. Because there's hardcore bands, there's good hardcore bands um, from everywhere, from every state, from every scene there's good bands uh so i love hardcore and it will never die and even if um like the way that i look at it like if 
like there like this point in hardcore from when it um started till now if there were no more new bands just the catalog that has been created is so crazy that it could last multiple lifetimes but hardcore will never die because there's always newer kids um coming to the scene um and being interested and thinking that it's cool um and those are the kids that we have to look to to actually keep it alive because newer kids are the future um the other day i was talking to my my buddy tom who i mentioned earlier and um trail of lies uh they're doing um an all uh, an all local gig um and there's uh just incentive um to bring new people to the show and it's a free show and it's just to um try to you know bring in the newer generation expose hardcore to kids who don't even know that it, it exists um you know kids looking for a place to um fit in to let out their aggression to play music, to meet new friends. Um, so shout outs uh, to Syracuse um, Hardcore for um, putting on something like that because um, as long as I've been in Hardcore, I can't think of um, anybody in California putting on a, a free show and actually encouraging um, the Hardcore, the normal Hardcore people to bring new people um, to help grow the scene. So to me, that's that's really cool because I remember um, when uh, the original scene that I was from, Mountain Palm Springs, uh, there was this whole new wave of kids coming through, and one of my friends um, like was just mad and didn't want to like these kids, but I, I just didn't understand. I'm like, dude, these kids are our future. Like, we need these new kids to come through and start new bands and you know keep hardcore alive like we need to be friends with these kids because they're going to be here after we're gone and that kind of put um my friend's mindset into perspective because then he kind of realized like oh jamie's right and sure enough um my buddy actually ended up um starting a band with these kids um and one of the guys that was in the group that my friend wanted to hate is actually in one of the um, more popular hardcore bands now. I don't really want to name any names because uh, I'm not trying to name drop, but uh, it should be easy to figure out. There's not a lot of people from out there that are, made it into big bands. So just think about it. Um, but yeah, so he tried to hate this kid. And I'm like, dude, there's no reason for you to hate this kid just because he's new. Like, we got to um, take him in and show him that hardcore is accepting and cool. Uh, so they can do their part to keep it alive. Um, yeah. And I know there's probably people out there streaming. Oh, it's not all cool. There's drama, blah, blah, blah. Trust me. I've been around long enough to know. I've definitely been in my own um, drama. But just try to keep it positive. Um, and just remember why you got into it. It's for the music. Uh Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe um, you're part of uh, that dark crowd that got in for the wrong reasons. Um, I don't even know what they are. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, This podcast has been um, running a little longer than usual. Um, But uh, yeah, episode 20 is in the books. I'm super stoked about it. And 
Um, we'll be back next week. Um, hopefully the guests will show up. Um, we're going to talk about um, UFC 226. Um, it's going to be great. Um, epic UFC pay-per-view. Uh, love all you guys. Uh, this has been another episode of the Dreamer K podcast. Always on top. I just want to see the light. Breathe in, leave it all behind. I just want to see the light.